0: Welcome to the Do Everything With Love Podcast. This is your boy, Davey. Yo, what's up, Myron? Steven? And we also have very, very special guests with us today. To my right, we have Dante, who's the leader and producer of Bridgeway Community Church's Sunday Services. They're also a, a local church here in Columbia, Maryland of over 10,000 members. And we're so glad to have you with us today.
1: Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, you go by
0: Davy. I go by Davy. It's my alias now. When name. I, you know, it's just something new. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how and, new? How, how new is it though?
0: Oh, like, Uh like I just started doing it probably like this year. Really? Yeah, Davey. Yeah. Can you
1: corroborate that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Davey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like that's going to be my new, like, you know, when I when i become a future, like, yeah. mega producer, like, Davey, okay. you on the track. I like it. You, you like it? I you, like you know what I'm saying? I don't dislike it. Alright, <laughs> there you go. I think you know, you know that's my stage, you know, my stage name, Davey. Uh, our other very special guest that we have here with us today is no, none other than Un, otherwise known as she Uno. Uh, he's, uh, he's a local MC, uh, rapper here in the DMV He also is a co-pastor of One Shot Church in Silver Spring, Maryland They pride themselves on being a house church, starting a cell network of future house churches as well So I'm so glad to have you on the show with us today
2: What's up, Davey? <laughs> I don't even feel right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm glad to be making, here. Yes. What's up, everybody? Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Other than his new alias. Yes. Can, that's I, right. can I pick
1: something that you do on the tracks when you, when you produce? You'd be like, this Davy? Davey. Ba- it's, it's Davey, baby. It's <laughs> Davey, <laughs> baby. You can have a everybody. No, Thank you. I, have have it. It. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> that um, be that'll be your signature. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? It's Davey, baby. It's Davey, baby. Um,
0: Dante, real quick, do you want to shout out your handle, your Insta handle? Sure. It's Dante Shepard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as
2: creative as possible, babe. How do you spell that? last name though uh s-h-e-p-p-a-r-d there you go ladies and gentlemen and, and
0: Shay you know how about you man shout them, shout yourself out brother uh
2: sure thing you know uh i'll try my new moniker too Shay, like the butter uno like the number yo, yo. come on <laughs> s-h-e underscore u-n-o would love to connect with you guys uh yeah you know. <laughs> you know
0: all right so uh with that being said i'm just so glad that we're starting this podcast do everything with love this is a podcast for creatives Hopefully, our dialogue and conversation cultivates a community for creatives to listen into, and hopefully help you in your creative journey as well. Hey, uh, Maya, take it away.
3: Yeah, yeah. So we want to just check in with with the brothers since we uh, we actually got an all male cast. Amber, I know she's usually here, but you know uh, she has other things going on in her life. You know, we want to give her space and time, and um, you know. Everybody's got personal lives. We want to make sure that everybody can deal with this stuff. Hey, You know, we're in love. Amen. Health as well. Um, yeah, health as well. Uh, but yeah, you know, check in. How's everybody
4: doing? Wadi, I see you on the far end. How's life? Life is good. Well, I uh, just I'll, helped I'll, you with your banister just now. About, yeah. <laughs> <We're, we're> pre-show
3: <laughs> pre- <laughs> recording. We're just doing a little home improvement.
4: There's some improvement going on around here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, between that and, uh, you know, playing at a couple weddings in the past. couple years, Those have been fun. Wedding season. Wedding season's always kind of fun. Yeah. You, know, when you play music and then, you know, yeah, then you party afterwards. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's about, that's all new
2: for me.
1: What's hey. so,
4: Uh, Doing pretty good. I'm in denial.
2: Summer is over or nearing over. So just trying to slow life down is the goal. Take a vacation or something. Uh, I've just been working from home in a little dungeon in my first floor staring at a computer all day. But yeah, trying to create time and space to relax is big. Make some music, hang out with friends, do things like that. But you know, well. podcasts, you, know you know, record podcast. You know, record podcast with Davy. Uh <laughs> it's Davey, not Davey. Gonna work. It's Davey, not
1: gonna
2: work. All is well. I think you know, folks should do check-ins more. I usually like to deflect on check-ins, but we won't unpack that because that's not <laughs> what we're here for today. That's a conversation right? we'll Oh, but that's
0: another good topic <laughs> for the series. Um, anyway, Davy. Hey, it's your boy Davy, baby. <laughs> Um,
4: (laughs) I think he's really enjoying (laughs) (laughs) it.
0: Uh, no, I'm, I'm doing well. I can't complain. Uh, you know, right now I would say this is a season of transition on all levels. So, uh, which just requires me to, you know, stay focused and, uh, you know, just keep it tight and right with the Lord and, uh, keep creating music. You know, whenever I feel like, uh, whenever I'm in a headspace in and a spiritual space where I'm being, when I'm close to God, I also feel like I'm also in a good creative space too. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, definitely in that headspace right now, which feels good, actually. Um, it feels healthy, and uh,
1: yeah, that's 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 it for me, though.
3: And my brother Dante, first time meeting you, but let's see, much yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Start uh, at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs>
1: when I when I was a young boy. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's been good. I just I think that one of the things that um, I'm constantly trying to um, get better at is just like managing my time, which which also means like managing my energy and mm. uh, how I prioritize things yeah. and like. Um, you know just trying to do more of the things i love and less of the things i don't um mm-hmm. and uh, just trying to find that space and i've got a six-year-old daughter and uh she's the the, the light of my life and um i'm really you know the kid when you're around young kids like you you see the passage of time more because of how quickly they're growing up yeah. and that's what's, what's that co- what that's caused in me is um this urge to just try to be as present as possible mm. all the time you know mm. um because i know like this time is going by so fast and um it's caused me to not freak out about it about it but actually to be more poised and to be more uh present when i'm interacting with her and just uh, enjoying enjoying the time so um you know we, we actually were blessed to take a vacation um we went to to, to puerto rico which was my actually my first time my, my mom's side of the family uh from the island so uh that's part of my heritage and to, to like go to the island for the first time was CEO like your roots very special very yes, special yeah. but this is this show's not about that but there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot i could say about that experience and what that meant to me mm. um but yeah to, to be down there with family and and my for me and my little girl to experience that together yeah. was like very very cool that's powerful
0: man to, i'm sure you met some family members ancestors <laughs> yeah you know what I'm <laughs> no seriously man like <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I wish i could go like visit <laughs> like my ancestral graves you know i and to pay tribute crazy yeah. um but no nah, that, that sounds powerful and in fact you did that with your daughter and, and your mom and that's yeah, even more special very special
1: and bro. and you got you
0: got to shout out your empanada and pizza business yo what's good with that man yeah well
1: this <laughs> summer i hosted a, a series of pizza pop-ups i did uh i did five a five week long stint uh wadi came out <laughs> davy baby came out <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i got i got into a uh, neapolitan style pizza making like a few, a few years ago like as a covet gift i bought myself one of those like portable pizza ovens yeah and I just like making pizza and oh
0: I God. can tell you empanadas yo bro
1: yeah is a it's a problem it's a problem it's a problem problem. so my, my mom and I was, and were in the kitchen whipping them up and um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a fun experience for me to do I did a, a few pop ups a, a couple of years ago and this time I kind of wanted to like up the ante and like um, just to see how I would do with like walk up orders mm. and like firing the pizzas on, on the fly like that um, and it went really well. That's it went up. really well. Awesome. I mean, you went to Puerto Rico, so it must have went really well. You know what I'm saying? I was able to uh, uh, afford a trip there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I it was actually employees. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it was good to like uh, set out and plan to do something and then complete it. Um, and I didn't. We we're joking about it, but I, I didn't do it for the money um the money was not great like given like the amount of work that it took. yeah um it's like it wasn't worth it it was absolutely a a passion project a passion project and i was able to cover our costs which was a blessing so yeah um yeah it was just something cool that like i set out to do to to see how i would manage it and you know you know when when you begin to make things a job it can take the fun and the passion out of it Mm -hmm. um it becomes like obligatory in a sense yeah uh for me it didn't i had fun the whole time it was, it was hard awesome. hard work yeah but i i enjoyed it i felt like i thrived and um it was it was, it was cool it was a unique and special thing to, to do people that came out came out like it was just uh, we cultivated a really cool space yeah it was like a byob type of thing and like it was a lot of fun yeah yeah it, mm-hmm. was, it was a good time it was good vibes every week um, so, up, so
0: yeah yeah my favorite part was you like twirling that piece of handle thing yeah. with, like the biggest smile on your face <laughs> like, <laughs> i thought that was hilarious
1: we're gonna start um, a video here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: nah but that was that's dope man yeah next time y'all get paid y'all gotta come spend it on this man's pizza and empanadas
1: you yeah, gotta, are you still doing more pop-ups nah but, oh damn. <laughs> no but if, if, if I do it again I, a lot of people are like you should do it in the fall because it'll be cooler outside yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. so um yeah so like people have to, um requested that I do more so I think it's a good sign yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. today's price is not yesterday's it's price it's not <laughs> my favorite quote <floor>. Pizza $30 <laughs> So
3: like, yeah, man. That was fun. It was, it was fun though. It was good. Okay, dope, dope, dope. Yeah, man, how you doing, brother? Yeah, uh, I'm out here. Uh, Coming back off injury, took a little spill on on a mountain biking trail on the mountain. That's what you want us to think. Yeah. As opposed every, to time to, I, every time I see you, it's a different
1: story. I've only seen you once. <laughs> that's been hurt for months now.
3: Well, I mean, it just I, won't get better. I don't yeah,
0: know
3: what's going on. I did tear a ligament. Um, I didn't, hopefully I didn't actually break anything. I don't think I broke anything. I you tear a ligament. Yeah, that is months you since we're coming. I actually back. tore tore my ligaments from another mountain biking accident in my left wrist before. That's I don't honestly, know why you not. But like, yeah, the mobility is, like, I could probably, that's like the furthest back I can bend my wrist right now.
1: Yeah. Person, that's the other. I'm a guitarist, so left left
3: hand oh, oh, mobility doesn't yeah. need to be a little oh, bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, should, you have penis, you know, you should have a little bit mobility. <laughs> i
0: this way, Oh, you that know, is true. Right? Yeah,
3: yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'll be this. Well played. It's yeah, Davey, baby, baby. You
0: don't catch me in the streets looking like this. You know what I'm saying? Just test my wrist.
3: Nah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you ain't going to catch me lacking too, too much longer, hopefully. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. We'll tune into this ad. Thank you for joining the Do Everything With Love podcast. If you'd like to continue to take the journey with us, please hit us up at With Love across all streaming platforms. Our music is everywhere, all right? And if you want a physical copy, hit us up at bandcap.com and you might even score yourself a signed copy of our album. Thanks. So
0: um, we are doing a series now. Uh, this is season three of the Do Everything With Love podcast on millennial trends in the church. And today's topic is, what kind of church do millennials prefer to attend in 2023? Large church or house church? Now, to give you some context, uh, let's hear from our panel of gentlemen here. Uh, what do we consider to be a house church? A church in a house. Church in a house, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably no more than what, like, uh, what, 20 people maybe? Um, definitely no more than, than 30. I mean, I guess be, on big, yeah, how big it depends on how big a house, house is, I mean, right? Not this house. um okay so and uh and there's a pastor established or a leader established among the group Mm -hmm. typically all right Mm -hmm. so these members are attending the church
1: regularly you know on whether that's sunday or bible study let's assume yeah Yeah. okay and i I, I would also say that would. i don't think that it literally literally has to be in a house Mm -hmm. per se i think it's um it could be described as like just an organic like small gathering yeah, that they um, you know, like
0: regularly. Yeah, probably. All right, cool. And, and I, would, I, I bring up house church because house churches have definitely been trending over the years. I feel like there's been a departure from big bigger churches to now house, house churches um, where people are starting their own gatherings and breaking bread and having more fellowship that way. Now, a house church to a big church would be considered a small group. But, hmm. but let's talk about large church or mega churches. I'm considering that to be,
1: what, anything bigger than like 200 people? Yeah, I think the classification, I think a church over 300, I think, is c- technically considered a mega church. Okay, so, oh, wow. yeah, so there you go. Uh,
0: we'll go with that. Um, and obviously, there's, uh, there's established doctrine, there's established leadership um, that's put in place by some, some sort of bureaucracy. Let's just put it that way. All right, so now we understand what we, what we mean by house church and, say let's just say, large church for, t- for today's purposes. I wanted to bring up different concerns with the church at large. And maybe understanding by the end of this podcast, what maybe you might prefer, whether you want to go to a house church or a large church and what the, perhaps maybe the differences maybe if there are any at all, we're about to find out. The first of these concerns, I think the most, to me, the most glaring one is building intimacy in relationships. Shun, you're a, pa- co- you're a co-pastor, a pastor of, of a thriving house church in Silver Spring, Maryland. One shout out to One Shot Church. <laughs> so what does intimacy and relationship building look like in the context of a house church?
2: Yeah, man. I mean, I don't th- I think we like to put the church in a separate parameter or something. It's like the same question for me is what does intimacy and relationships look like outside of church for people? Right. It's genuine connection where somebody doesn't uh, just know you by a face. They know your name. They know about you. They know your struggles. Um, I think the whole goal of church is creating spaces where people uh, can share with one another and create intimacy, right? So um, I would say house church has a benefit in terms of there not being uh, as many people, uh, where it's very easy to get lost in the shuffle on a Sunday, if you choose to. So I think Mm -hmm. if you make a choice to say, Hey, I'm gonna be in the back row, I come late, leave early, (laughs) it is what it is. But you can do the same thing in a house church too. Hey, come when everybody's talking, all right, y'all peace, I'll see you, you know, so I I think it's more so the intention of the person. Um, But if we're defining intimacy and relationship, I think it's the same thing for all of us, like, you know, what it's like to have someone Uh, where you feel so safe uh, that you will call them in a time of need, you'll call them and be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. you'll call them and be transparent. What does it look like to have other Christians in your circle that fit that bill? And I think the church is notorious for (laughs) relationships being difficult. And I don't think it should be that way. So, I mean, there's a lot to uh, uh, unpack there. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's like, but why is it anything, uh, maybe people are just awkward in the street? Why should you, if you're awkward outside, you're gonna be awkward in the church. I mean, I feel like
0: (laughs) people can be awkward in church because, you know, whatever sin, is that play or who or whatever wrong is that play or whatever guilt is that play? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and that's a, a issue with their doctrine, an issue with their <laughs> stance with the Lord. That's the issue with a lot of things. So, all right, hold on, we'll be right back. We'll be right back.
1: <laughs> one eternity later.
2: So,
0: shoot, um, So, yeah, uh, great points that you made. Um, I guess one thing that I do appreciate about a house church is like, to me, it feels more. The setting feels more intimate because I feel like people can actually ask questions, right? You can you can actually stop and answer those questions. You can actually have, you know, active dialogue that sometimes may steer whatever your plans are to the left and that be okay, right? I mean, what's what is that like? Can you tell me more about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, so uh just background too, you know, we all grew up, well, myron, David, and uh, myself grew up in a church um, in youth ministry there at churches. Well, I think youth ministry is the youth ministry is the furnace, I will say, right? But we've experienced what it's like to uh, put on productions to try and capture, especially high schoolers, middle schoolers to come to church on the Friday. It's like, all right, right, well, it's the biggest show we can do. How much pizza can you buy? Uh, mm-hmm. How many lights and smoke can you have? And uh, we've experienced what it's like to fight with <laughs> those above us in church to do some of that stuff and all of that. So it's a very attractional model. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the other side is to, to move away from production where you do say hey let's throw all that out the window and let's meet people where they are to say okay do you have a question let's ask and I don't have to be out of the building by a set time and stick to my schedule and I have three games planned and a sermon for 30 minutes so you better not throw me off of uh, what's happening so it is a bit more uh relational so it's just a different context you know yeah. what I'm saying so certainly a different experience there which can happen in any church a sure. bit more difficult if I am programmatically producing things yeah, yeah so
0: okay okay yeah no, I mean I feel like in an environment like that people to me people do feel a sense of belonging just be the fact alone that they can you know be able to stop and ask questions and and learn but
2: it's about choice too so that's the thing i think and we can we will certainly unpack this as well it's like how much of your feelings should go into your perspective about church is my pushback I don't think people should be driven by, oh, man, I feel this way. I feel that. It's like, great. I know how you feel. Let's address that. But also, what's the purpose of church in general? What is the purpose of what you're doing? So if you're driven off of just feeling, man, I don't feel like I know nobody. The first time you go to any setting, you're not going to come into someone's house, sit down and feel comfortable. Yeah. (laughs) And even people that have been coming for weeks, they don't know us. They're not pouring out their life. It's really about what you intend to give and receive. Is going to have to push past some feelings the same way of going on a first date you're going to feel all type of stuff right you got to push through something to I break through on the first date. all of that i mean not talking to you, you out of that <laughs> <laughs> uh, Davey's on something
0: else <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no that's cool that's cool um yeah you know that, and you brought up a good question you know why do we even go to church anybody want to answer that
2: don't get me started
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll start i'll start right because i feel like well i've in general i think people I go to church for <laughs> people go to church for many reasons but i from a biblical perspective um to me going to church is building your faith right faith is built by hearing the word um also for community right to build relationships with people um and to create a sense of belonging a sense of hey you know i'm actually going to church with people that i love and i can do life with and it's bigger than just You know, I'm just coming on a Sunday, but perhaps, you know, uh, the bigger win is I have someone that I can do life with outside of Sunday. Um, So it's a great kind of melting pot where people can come together and, you know, establish those relationships, uh, whether new or already existing, um, and build on top of that. Uh, So to me, like, you know, that's why, you know, I believe people should go to church. Um, Now, of course, why people go to church in general, I feel like that's a huge spectrum. There's a whole topic in and of itself, maybe another Mm. (laughs) podcast episode in and of itself, Mm. but, uh I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I guess, from my, from my, from a biblical ideal, ideal point of view, I mean, you know, Dante. Let's ask you.
1: Yeah, I, would, I mean, I would, I would agree with everything you said. Um, also, um, to put in my own words, I, I, go to church, you know, to be fed, um, and uh, like you said, hear, hearing the word and, and building that, and building faith. Um, and is, is there's something about the assembly uh, of of believers that that um, that is important and I think critical to a person's journey um, as they. You know, navigate and build a relationship with, with Christ. I think that um, it's essential to to have um, that connection um, with with other believers, and we, we see you know we, we see it in in the uh, the formation of the church. The um, it was it was centered around people coming together, and and um, and so I do think that 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 is essential. Um, now, there's <laughs> there could be different philosophies and approaches of of what coming together means. You know, you could ask that question, too. Like, how do you define coming together? Right. You know, just yeah. because of our, our world and the the, the the exponential growth of technology and um, how people connect now is, you know, vastly different from, you know, 50 years ago. So,
0: right. I mean, for all I know, it could just be, hey, man, on, here's my handle on uh, right. on the PS network, man. See me in Call of Duty. My, m-
1: my six-year-old daughter plays Roblox on the iPad, and she has... <laughs> I gotta look into this. She's got Roblox friends, you know, yeah. people that because it's an online open platform, and you oh, wow. you you go into these mini games inside of the game. Yeah, and and so there there are users in yeah. in the game, and you see their handle above their character. She actually
0: like has friends that she regularly plays with.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's
0: that's crazy. It's it's, it's six it's, years old. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like that's, I'm like that's, I'm not, that's their norm now. Yeah, and I'm like Lily,
1: d- d- get out of the chat, like don't talk to people on there right you know and she's so cute I mean she's sick she's a a child so she's like you know she'll say hi and stuff and I'm like don't talk to people Yeah. (laughs) yeah I mean just like so so yeah I mean that's worth um sort of beginning to unpack too is just like how people connect and um you know because you got a lot of people that that won't agree agree with how another group might connect sure it's like oh I don't do the online thing or you know and people have pretty strong beliefs about that so um either way though I think um I think that connecting with other believers is, is essential to our faith um, in the in the way that, um, you know, in the same way we go to, to be fed from the word and, and hear the, the pastor's perspective on how they're teaching um, and how that builds into us. I think the relationships in an ideal setting uh, would do the same thing. So I personally go to church to, to, to be fed. OK, by those things. that's
0: what's up. That's what's up. Um, I agree. With, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think we're on the same page when it comes to that. Uh, so you talked about, you know, connection and building relationship as being of the reason why, you know, you go to church. What does that look like? At Bridgeway, what does that look like? At such a large church, you know, how how is that established, and um, and you know, how is that something that you know people can walk away feeling like they've
1: they've connected with something? Yeah, like, I mean, when I meet when I when I meet new pe- people that are attending the, the church, I'm, I'm quick to th- I'm quick to tell them like start serving, somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, get 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 involved yeah. um, with a church that has thousands of people. I think that's the. Um, that's the way in. Mm-hmm. And you guys know from playing with with the worship ministry, yeah. uh as soon as you started playing and serving, that that's when you started building relationships. Sure. And yeah, absolutely. I I urge, I urge newcomers all the time like get involved, start 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 doing stuff um because that's that's how you can uh that's kind of the, like the quickest way to meet people. Um unless you like join a, a small group. Mm-hmm. Um, like I I'm naturally introverted, so like I I won't enter a public space and just strike up conversation like right. <laughs> for me it's easier to um you know, to 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 form a relationship and um over an begin talk over, like over yeah. Doing mm-hmm. something, you mm-hmm.
0: know? Okay, okay. Interesting. So I guess would you consider like as a producer I'm I'm interested to know like how do you create intimacy during your services? Mm-hmm. Um how does that play a factor in your planning?
1: Yeah, I mean I think use using a, a, a diverse group of people to um to to be on the platform to to lead in worship, um I think is the kind of the first step, um, because people um can relate uh, can relate based off of uh, how they're represented yeah you know, from, mm-hmm. a, from a visual standpoint as well a, a cultural standpoint um, and For also those of
0: you don't know Bridgeway is probably one of the most multicultural churches here on the east coast so just yeah
1: there are over 50 nations yeah like uh, represented in, in our church and um, that's so that's a, that's a big part of the, the initial um, the initial phase of it but also I think that um, with everything we do like the it's obvious and should be a <laughs> should be a given but like everything we do should point to Christ should point people to Christ mm. um because uh when, once that happens once that happens I think God's spirit then um begins to work um in, in a person's heart and I think that the uh, you know that's sort of like the genesis of of how the intimacy grows um and I think just the just the way that we are we were made um is is for relationships and so I think that in a in a mega church setting as we're putting the services together um you know i think it's it's an important thing that with with whatever we do on the stage whether that's worship or or creative elements and and then you know the sermons and the word um as much as i mean community is in our name so yeah as intentional as we can be um to to give people an opportunity to to partake in what we're doing i think that we, we hit our mark. Um, now, I know I know establishing, you know, an
0: intimate setting in a room, you know, say, because the auditorium fits, what, like 2,000 people? No, 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 no. if It's
1: like oh, 1,200. 1,200 people. Yeah. Okay. Well, still, I mean, it's a
0: large space mm-hmm. that, you know, I think it's a feat in and of itself to create an intimate setting. And, you know, I hear you about, you know, putting people on the platform to uh, see a reflection of themselves represented on, on stage, um, as well as making sure that everything is Christ-centered because that's why people should, should come to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I guess you know, for me, understanding you know the intimacy part of being at a church that size uh, allows me to un- one allows me to under- wonder, I guess, you know, how do people walk walk away feeling like, um, you know, what I met someone that was cool today and I want to establish more relationship with them without having necessarily to serve or get involved because you know, for some and millennials as we know have been burnt out out by being being volunteering at church or being overused at church uh you know boundaries not being set or boundaries being crossed uh and so now you know i think that's part of the reason why a lot of people are leaving because it's like you know what how can i feel like i belong without feeling like i have to you know give something uh to the church in 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 the form of volunteerism
1: yeah um i think at at that point it it comes down to like Sort of the personality or the temperament of the person, because like you, like you were saying, um, you can, you can come and sit in the back and, and bounce afterwards. Um, and like we try our best, like we have common spaces and we have um, you know sort of uh, a section of our a section of our building where after service there's there's coffee and, and food and stuff. Um, and of course, a thousand people don't go, but there could be a couple hundred there. Um, but you know, it is uh, it is the person's sort of um, choice. It has preference. to be their, their their motivation to go mm. um, because. You just you you can't have life group style of intimacy with such a large assembly of people. Like I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure how possible that is. I wouldn't say it's impossible, but yeah, I mean the, the, the Sunday, thing to me is, is small
0: group. Yeah, like you know.
1: Yeah, we've we've got life groups that people can join. It's yeah. um, so if we do our jobs with making sure the information is accessible yeah. and and um and easy to receive, um you know, hopefully that can point people in the right direction of like, hey, you could do this. There's this event happening or there's this life life group that's focused, centered around this focus. You could join. Um, You know, we can do our, if we do our best to make sure sure that information is out there, then I think people can can get involved. But
4: it does take the person's decision to to be motivated enough to seek that out in a large church. I think the only thing I wanted to double tap on was uh, I think the intentionality of the person wanting to build a relationship so the church can create the space. And it seems to me it's more... Organically, naturally created from a smaller setting naturally yeah. than from a larger setting, but at some point the onus will be on the person to sustain you know, relationships, and so and then from that point um, it's the same you know across the board because that's just human nature. At some point you will have to intentionally reach out to people and you know and check on, on people and or serve somebody to some degree at some point you know to be able to have the reciprocity to uh, sustain a relationship. So yeah. Reciprocity.
0: Yeah, I think I think you know it's interesting because to hear about intimacy in both settings, right, house church and in large church, uh, you know, to me it seems more of the onus is on the on on the person in the large church setting to to get involved, to be there, to be motivated, to meet people, to do those things. Versus a house church, um, the onus is not as heavy on the person because they are amongst maybe a small group of people who who are going to bombard that person, that's you know, with love, with hugs, whatever, and and. Kind of that person has no choice but to maybe speak right mm-hmm. I think it's very easy for a person in a larger setting to like she was saying like kind of sneak in and sneak out versus not so so, so easy in a, in a house church setting right mm-hmm. so um, but you heard it you heard it here though I mean as far as I, I think it, it comes down to preference right as far as you know what you prefer um, I think another thing that plays a factor in, in in a church setting is presentation right so let's go back to the house church setting for a second right so you know there's the idea of, of what we had experienced in church of you know praise and worship announcements sermon maybe more announcements you know altar call whatever right um house church and 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 not just speaking for you know one shot church but i think how church house churches across the board don't necessarily follow that model you know for some people they do prefer uh that model right that model is definitely practiced at at bridgeway at a large church but i guess shun you know on, on your scale what does that look like as far as presentation does that is that something that comes to mind As you're planning your your sunday you know service sunday gathering let's call it
2: for your church no i love that about uh the word wadi brought up intentionality but you said preference and presentation two words i loathe when it comes to church (laughs) i don't think church should be about your preference that's Mm. the problem i have where we have put uh ourselves at the center of the church and the church is to serve us meet our needs give us what we want Mm -hmm. when biblically speaking uh I i love what dante was saying the church we have to answer this question is the church essential it is it, it, biblically it is supposed to be essential because a believer is connected to a body so if you're not connected to a body are you fulfilling what it is god has intended you to be a part of so then i can't approach my body and say well today i don't prefer to be a part of this but my body is not treating me right i don't prefer this or my body didn't and it's like when i talk about presentation it's like completely and, and mind you we didn't set out to plant a house church we set out to plant a church which in my head back before covid 2019 is where mm-hmm. we first started mm-hmm. and, and you know we were lugging a sound system into a school mm-hmm. setting up chairs yep. i was playing sound man one sunday we pulled the screen and attached our screen we had a big projector right. we had everything set up because we're following the model of what it looks like to grow to a church yeah. like richard because that is what success was defined as mm-hmm. as a church right i got we got to get 200 people mm-hmm. I was literally on the side of the street with our welcome signs. Come to church today, y'all. We set up flags. We have banners. We did presentation and branding. We went to a person, made the logo. We got marketing materials. We got our Wix website. We got everything presented properly. Shout out Wix, (laughs) y'all. My issue with that is what if God does not desire that to be the method or the means by which success would come to the people we're supposed to reach? And I was not okay with that.
0: So you felt convicted doing all that?
2: No, I felt like, let's keep doing it until it works. <laughs> and that's how I felt about ministry for so long. In a youth ministry context, you know, we up there dancing and singing and, and we got we anything to drag people to church. Mm-hmm. What if God actually says it's success if you reach 12 people, would you be okay with it? Like genuinely reach 12. Genuinely yeah, reach 12 yeah. people that I don't have to do a presentation for. We actually sit down, open the Bible, and we unpack life, we unpack scriptures, we educate people to become more literate in what it means to apply the scripture to your life. So, mm-hmm. just to answer the question before I continue ranting, which could go 30 minutes. No, no, won- I, I, do I'm gonna you Don't you dare. <laughs> what if the church was meant to actually do? what god says about equipping believers so that they would be mature to go out and do work versus to sit down make disciples versus to sit down and be presented to in a way that works for them this week and the next week they go down the street to another church because they don't like it so
0: to your point if you're equipping people then wouldn't growth be organic then
2: No, I think it's very intentional about uh, to equip someone means to Wadi's point, they have to be receptive to understand, hey, I'm here to grow. I'm here to uh, if if I'm intentionally being equipped, I must know that I'm here to receive something to then use. And I'm here to give something that others might be equipped as well. Case in point, Jesus only had 12 disciples,
3: like he could have had way more. He could have been like, let me get all these disciples together. Like, let me get 13000 disciples. You know, I'm going to take over the whole world. It's like I'm going to get 12. I'm going to impart my ways, my teachings so that they know this thing down cold and I'm going to let them do the work. Like, like, like you were saying, what if, what if you're only called to to minister to like just a few people and you build them up properly so that they can go out Mm -hmm. and plant seeds and and bring people into the harvest? Like,
0: well, that's the thing that's a huge thing. I think when you're okay, I think when you're equipping people and you're bringing people into harvest. Those people are going to come to wherever they're getting equipped and being fed. To offer Don't use offer that them. word,
2: be fed. You're about to trigger me, too. I'm just saying. <laughs> but that's. But listen, at the end <laughs> of the day... We, we, but we're not babes. You, like, yeah, we feed yourself. Feed oh, yeah. if, if the Bible is the source of life, are you only fed by a preaching style that is your preference? Oh, I'm not being fed here. That preacher ain't really talking. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He didn't hoop today. I'm not being fed here. He didn't preach about relationships today. I'm not being fed here. How dare, how dare we... Talk about being fed when the scripture, if it is the source of life, should not believers be equipped to be fed every day of the week and come to church to do something else? Well, I mean, to me, being fed, part of
0: it is coming to church, right? Like, are you not, you are being equipped. It's not all of it, but but it's part of it, right?
2: It is, it is a... And i'm gonna i'm gonna stop they you me up. i'm just saying it is, it is, it, is, saying, it, is like, it is deception and it is a tool so what that about? i think that and we don't put everything on the enemy but i would put this on him it uh. is a tool that he has used to neuter christians to think that all they have to do is come and listen to a pastor to be fed and then we we, we go on youtube and get stephen furtick then we go on youtube okay. and we down shots. with uh we down in Tulsa shots, with shoot, mike shots, shots fired. We, we down we opposite hey, down we do let we, we think we can only be fed by going to these people who are great communicators when what if the ultimate communicator wrote 66 books for you to sit in your house, open them up and have the Holy Spirit, who's the teacher, actually feed you? But no, we think, oh, I, oh, I got to be fed. So, OK, what's OK, let me ask you this question. What's the difference
0: between being equipped and being fed in your mind?
2: I don't think there's a difference. I think uh, to me, the difference is. Fed. There has is, to be a fed, fed. Fed is a trigger word for you. Yeah, because fed is the modern vernacular that I've heard yeah. that people use very selfishly. If I'm fed, you will be fat, like a fat literal fat cat, right? I'm just feeding myself. Equipped means I'm receiving something to go and utilize it. Purposes. Right.
0: It's purposeful. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I, I think, yeah, let's nix fed and correct myself. I hate being fed because when you're being fed, there's no purpose but to to, to take a crap after take that, it. right? You, you eat <laughs> and you fat. Crack yeah unless you understand that you're utilizing what you're being fed for a purpose so yeah, that's yeah. why I think equipped is the difference but um yeah it, it's is it intentionally to be used or is it just for yourself I'm being fed I'm going through so right if, now okay so it. I'm just, I'm I just think it, to... I
1: think it also yeah. it also kind of uh kind of depends on where a person is in, in their in their journey yeah, uh, if, yeah. If, if if you if you are new to the faith um it it might look like you going somewhere where the teaching is dynamic and I think for the more mature and seasoned christians that um, that have, that have that, um, foundation in the church, whether they grew up in the church, um, you, you should, I say should loosely, but like the hope is that you are mature in the faith enough where you are in your word every single day and you are able to, um, to, to receive what God, what God has for you, um, in those way in those ways. And you wouldn't necessarily expect someone young in the, young in the faith to have the, um, the same s- sort of like steadfast motivation and understanding to, to, to know to do that and so they need that, that uh, a new believer might need um more spoon feeding um in that in that respect not t- not totally but, no, but uh, for at sure. least in some way right sure. um and and so i think that you know just like we were we were saying about a person's motivation to to be intentional of building relationships it, it, it also uh that also uh, i think is applied to a person's um zeal to grow spiritually so some have the wherewithal and we, we see this all the time with a new believer Sometimes, a lot of times new believers are in, are in their word more than pastors. You know, mm-hmm. yep. I'm being speculative, but like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah, they can't get enough of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, they're hungry. But again, that's the that's the 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 attitude, personality, and temperament of the person, and that's different for you know for a lot of people. It, 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 there's such, there's so many different types of people.
0: To me, it sounds like there's different types of appetite. Yeah, there are different levels of appetite.
1: Yeah, and it depends on. The, the the time depends on where you are depends on what you're going through it depends yeah. on you know how tired and i think you know when we are when we are fed yes it leads to pooping <laughs> but when <laughs> when, we, when we eat we're given energy yeah that's that's the, that's the life so, so when, when i'm being fed i now have you know the calories and and the, the sugars and the the energy to, to go out and do so i think you know we, we could play the semantics game of, like, what fed means, what but, like, yeah, I, 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 I can interpret it in a, in a different sense well, of...
3: Interestingly enough, like, when you talk about that, I feel like most of the people who do, like, the church hopping or, like, they're looking for their preference and stuff mm-hmm. isn't really the, the new believer. It's more so, like, the people who have been in church for a while. That's a good point. And, like, they've had... They, sh- they should be at a point where they can feed themselves, but they're still relying on, on like, oh, well, this music ain't right or... or it was just something I hate that people say. Oh, gosh. But, <laughs> especially yeah. as as a musician. It's like, first of all, like, there are st- the, the amount of things that we have to give to God. Yes. Like, our praise and worship is literally one of the only things. Like, even tithes and offering, that's, that's we're just giving back to God what he already gave us. Mm-hmm. Our worship and praise is literally the only thing that we have to give to God. And we still find a way to make that about us. Yeah. <laughs> it's and I, so annoying.
1: I, I so agree with you. In what you were saying about preference, that, that hit me, too, because... It's it's me projecting, but like I hate when people talk about preferences because, and I don't want, I don't want I, I'm trying my best not to be judgmental, but like <laughs> judge him, judge
2: judge. I,
1: I I don't mean this ju- I don't mean this in a judgy way. I really yeah. I, I really 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 no don't. no judgment zone. Right? I'm not being I'm not being judgmental. I promise you, but I'm gonna talk about myself myself. I can see and hear God in anything. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, He could probably twist that. What, what, I, what I mean is I I. I can receive from God through any style of teaching. I can receive. I can receive from God through any style of music. I, because it's it's not even about the genre at that point. If if I'm worshiping, it could be it could be you know everybody rags on country. It could be a country gospel set. <laughs> like I'm I'm gonna glean something. Yeah. Because my that's that's I understand the assign, assignment of why I'm there in that space. So I can I can hear a, a boring lecture and and be blessed uh, by that in the same way. I'd be blessed by somebody hooping and hollering. I can, I can, I, I can receive from anybody. Well, so yes. like, it's not about preference. I think is, is, is something that like irritates me as well, it's, especially like from a production, from a production standpoint. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, let's do this to get this crowd and this to get that crowd and it, do, it gets exhausting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about
0: this the other day about, you know, why is it that we have praise and worship and song and then we have the sermon, right? And like, that's been the structure for as long as I think any of us can remember. Um, and when I do think about that, I think psychologically, you know, there's that, you know, indoctrination that's taking place, right? How many times do you, you memorize the lyrics of a song before you actually memorize any passage of text, right? Like to me, when they all are in sync together, you know, and a, a church can capitalize on that in a way that they can indoctrinate uh, their belief system upon you uh, through those two different ways. Now, it may not necessarily look like that at every church, right? Especially at house churches where there, you know, there aren't necessarily any, uh, Denominational standards to abide by, right? That's,
2: that's, what, where do you get that from? What? Denominational standards? There aren't any. Like doctrine? Doctrine. There is yeah. doctrine.
0: Well, I mean, yes. I mean, from the from the Bible point of view, but I'm talking about like the, all a, doctrine a, should be
2: from the Bible. From a, but that's not the are point. Are you talking right? about they're but not a specific which is, which denomination? Is,
0: yeah, I'm talking about for like a specific denomination. Yeah, like okay. you know, pro- Protestants, Methodists, Episcopals, like they all have a certain way of doing church, right? Like they they have certain standards uh, like, that they abide liturgy, rules, right? liturgy, yeah. doctrine that that they abide by. Um, but in house churches, like they're not applying for any, you know, necessarily for any denomination per se, right? Like, let's let's talk to let's use a real world example. Shun,
2: are, are y'all part, are y'all most,
0: part of a, a larger denomination? Most that you guys churches have I
2: I have been to, mm-hmm. or even our church growing up, it's non-denominational anyway, right? So it's like it's not. Why are are there so
0: many denominations? That's
2: another episode. I mean, yeah, you can go down to doctrinal differences, right? On a lot of uh, what I would say are secondary points. Yeah. Um, So how how people are baptized. We go into AME with uh, where the black people felt like, not felt like, were literally forced to form a denomination because they were not allowed into another church. But I think for us now, uh, a lot of that church history we could unpack, but I just think. When it comes down to sound and doctrine, like that, denomination doctrine, two different things Uh for me. Like sound doctrine based on biblical principles should be at the root of any church. There is the risk you run of saying, "Okay, well, we don't, we're not connected to anything," so our house church then can become a cult very quickly. (laughs) You know, like then people drinking Kool Aid and punch and slicing themselves. That's that's something else. It's like there should be a core of biblically where does church derive from. But that's another episode. Well, well, yeah, I mean, every,
0: every church has their set of doctrine. Everybody reads the Bible. And interprets it differently. Um, what you get from the word might be, be something different than I get from the word, right? Those teachings apply in certain different ways, especially when you're talking about forming a church around around what you believe the Bible stands for, right? So I guess, you know, back to my, my point earlier about presentation, right? Between a large church setting and a, and, a, and a house church setting, right? Like in a house church setting, I'm, I'm you know, like do you even have like do y'all even have like praise and worship necessarily like every sunday and like, no. is there conviction behind that like you know is that why don't you have praise and worship or is this or why not
2: uh so i mean we have and this has been the most liberating season of ministry for me i would say ever actually where it's just like oh we, we are almost devoid of structure, which not in church structure in terms of what Sunday looks like. Mm -hmm. Our structure has become so currently we're reading through Romans, right? So Mm -hmm. we come in, sit down, do check-in. Some weeks we might sing a song together. Uh, We try to still do communion every first Sunday of the month. We will do communion together, which will usually be we'll sing a song, do communion, do some reflection there, Um, but other than that, we just literally crack open romans and we get as far as we can get for that week we ask questions and we kick the scripture around um so it's nothing is mandated other than me i do want to still lean on and not toss out some traditional elements such as uh communion being hey this is a sacrament god gave us to remind us of christ and should be done regularly Mm -hmm. right so uh, that's one thing where i'm like no let's hold on to that but there's no emphasis and i think the other part too is like i mean you guys can speak to it more than me when you get into church musicians what churches can afford Mm -hmm. uh, the people that actually come the setup the fact is we actually have some musicians at our church where we could do that we could also pay to bring in some people but this is just not it's no longer the emphasis of presenting in that way mm-hmm. uh, we'll do worship nights here or there right differently but right. it's not a core part of doing full sound system setup like musicians. church can't happen
4: without yeah and yeah. that is a, a, a thing for me as well yeah. but yeah it, it makes me think um does praise and worship have to be musical does it have to be through music come on that's
2: I think it's a huge misnomer that we think worship and praise is music. It is
0: music, yeah. I think that, I'm sure there are a lot of people that associate that with just music.
4: Yeah, so this isn't recent, but maybe some years back, we had a family reunion. My mom wanted to, um, on Sunday morning, put together like a little service for you know, the family that you know, were believers and wanted to kind of get together and you know, have community and, yeah. and church together. Um, and she asked me to lead worship. And I was like, what do you mean by that? She was like, could you play some music and sing? I was like, Mom, you know I don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is going to be awkward. And she was like, yeah, but I really want to have it, I was like, well, you don't have to, to have praise to praise God. You don't have to worship God only through music, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, we should do something a little more organic that doesn't feel forced. We're, now we're stepping outside of probably our gifting. Because now, mm-hmm. sure, uh, I've, I would say I have, to a degree, a musical gift. Not so much in singing, so <laughs> <laughs> I could accompany somebody. Um, Lo would love it anyhow. True, done with <laughs> the earnest heart. Um, but, it, you, know, I, you know, I could tell it was like, mm, this, is, this, is be, this is gonna be awkward. I think what would have been more natural and what we ended up doing was just like you know we went through a season of some some medical situations where it's like we we can have testimonies like we definitely you know saw, saw how god came through in a couple examples yeah and it, it created like um and then it sparked more more like popcorn testimonies yeah, you know as yeah. churches yeah, call it yeah. but and it was an earnest heartfelt community of believers now focused on christ and worshiping and praising him for you know recent activities in their, mm. in their life where they seen Him come through so um yeah it doesn't have to be through music um, so, and I would say in a smaller setting, because that was definitely a smaller setting, there's more flexibility typically. Um, so I think that is a, a benefit in, we'll say, small house church, um, where yeah, it doesn't have to be music. Where you just, you know, God's come through in this way today. You know, it's, it's yeah, this that's a great point.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I, yeah, I, I do believe that. I mean, that's a man. We could have a whole sermon series on worship (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole series right that ain't even an episode that's a whole series um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah no absolutely i you know i i just i I beg that question about you know is song and word necessary in church because i think there is purpose to it i think there's there's tradition and behind it and intention behind it um but it doesn't necessarily have to look that way you know i don't necessarily Mm -hmm. believe that you know that's something that if you don't have you know musicians or you don't you don't sing in your church then you're not a church, right? So. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. Um, so, uh, Mario, you brought up a point earlier uh, while we were taking a little break about something. I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah,
3: I was just saying um, it was interesting because three of us, we grew up in, in the same church. And it kind of started out from, like, a small church and eventually got to a fairly large church. And, like, we were kind of talking talking about, like, did we... Even recognize that transition, like did we notice it? Like when did we even realize? Like, oh, this is a big church now, all of a sudden. Right,
0: right, right. It wasn't like our focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Like, yeah. and that that growth really happened very organically. We didn't. This is like before. Like maybe Facebook was a thing. I, I think you still oh, had to have sure. um yeah. a college, you know, yeah. email to get it on Facebook. So there was no like big social nah, media. Straight you know. word of mouth. Yeah, straight word of mouth. Our yeah. praise and worship was fairly fairly standard, I and mean, we had pretty decent setup, pretty decent equipment. Yeah, we had some good musicians. Y'all didn't
1: have a Black planet page? No. <laughs> Got <laughs> that <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs>
3: no, no, but yeah, we, we were very, fairly bare bones, but we just, you know, a community of people who just really cared about one another, wanted to worship together, and, you know, it was very real and organic.
0: I, I like what I, uh, I like what you're saying there, and, and, it, and it goes to Shun's point that he made earlier, that, like, it's, as long as I think the intention, especially for church leaders, to focus on, equipping and discipling the people that do attend you the believers that do attend your church um it's not so much about the numbers i think churches especially mega churches get caught up in you know how do i increase my numbers how do i what's the right ad i need to put out on on facebook and instagram or or you know what leather what pleather pants do i need to wear today like like to me it's baby baby baby. (laughs) to me it's to me i think it you know that organic reach that takes place when you're equipping Happens naturally, like like to me. If you're equipping someone, Ching Wen saying earlier um, when we were taking a little break, it was like, well, uh, what were you saying? I'm saying, Like, oh, you you know, it's not about growing or it's not about you know bringing people that they might not necessarily attend your church. Well, I would say that you know if somebody is hearing what you're saying and and therefore being reached because they've been equipped by their church to be to. To, to speak to that person and reach that to particular person that person more than likely is probably going to attend your church whether they do or not is their choice but at the end of the day my point is is that natural growth is going to take place i think that's that is a healthy indicator of church when when that growth is taking place without having necessarily the emphasis and the focus on how can we increase our numbers because you'll you'll then i feel like the numbers will increase if the focus is correct which is on equipping your saints
4: hey y'all this is Amber, president of Let Love Rise Foundation Incorporated and we have officially launched check out letloverise.org if you are a community organization with volunteer needs go and sign up on our platform to promote all of your volunteer needs and if you are a volunteer looking for ways to connect to your local community looking for ways to make a difference go on letloverise.org to sign up for these volunteer events I'll see y'all at the next
0: event. So with that being said, uh, I know we're we're coming up here on time a little bit, but uh, I kind of want to go around the room. I want to hear everyone everyone's preference. I know it's a bad word, Shane, I know, but preference as far as what they prefer, you know, as far as you know, do you you prefer a, a house church or do you prefer in, in a large setting? Um, and and let's talk about it here for for a quick second here. Um, let's start over here, Myron, What do you prefer? Do you, I mean, do you prefer being in a large setting or uh, or in a more intimate house church setting?
3: I mean. Um... The smaller the better for me you know like you said you're introvert i think pretty much most of us are introverted um we pr- prefer you know smaller community people we know people you know we can have conversations with and you know relate with um it's i mean don't get me wrong like a lot of churches they can have you know great productions they can um, they can have more just because they have more resources and, and are able to help uh, in other ways um
0: they'll be to help people in other
3: ways. yeah 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 but like they'll you know have resources for people who are in need in the church yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's great you know to be able to use these use those things that god has given you to um, to really actually help and um, not just equip the saints spiritually but you know you know people they you know they need help and as the church we should be the first first ones you know on the front line yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah um but uh from just the spiritual setting like the smaller church where you can really get get to know people um build relationships and like really live with one another and hold each other accountable and stuff like that there's it's hard to do that in a larger group. And I think that's more than anything is what's what's affecting this current generation of, of believers. Man,
0: we're, we're a bunch of Zoomers now, right? <laughs> Everything is online, right? right? Like, I feel like it's harder for people to come out to do actual stuff. I feel like we're maybe now, like we're what two years removed from the pandemic, and maybe now we're just starting to see people like go to concerts and, and do more things outside of the comfort of their homes. Um, so yeah, I definitely feel like there's a large group of people now more than ever that have created your sentiment. So,
1: what about you, Dante? i actually i actually prefer a large setting because um i I think like the foundation of my faith was deeply personal and deeply independent of other people Mm -hmm. um the 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 start of my faith journey was like my parents bought me like the the beginner's bible (laughs) (laughs) and i was three four years old i read through that thing every day and uh and then they bought me like the vhs like uh, series of all of these uh, Bible stories and cartoons. Yeah, y'all remember those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, yeah. I grew on VeggieTales. I want that now. <laughs> you came a little after me though. So, um... Yeah.
3: But you talk about the ones where it's like the the two white people and, yeah, the, and the one indian dude. Like they went back in time. Yeah, yeah. The Bible.
1: St- oh, no, yeah, I no. What's yeah, that? That's of America? Okay, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. no. Yeah. These are. If you see an image, you will remember it. Yeah, yeah, It's very, very characteristic of the style. But um, yeah. Anyway, I I just knew that um. Even at the young young age, I wanted a relationship with this amazing God who created everything and that loves me. And those those stories uh, really captivated me and sort of like arrested my my spirit in the in the best way possible. And um, so so now, um, of course, I will inevitably wherever whatever space I I I occupy, I will inevitably build relationship and establish connections for sure. That's going to happen. But I don't need that to happen to 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 feel connected and to to, to receive from God. So. you know I like being going in and being under the radar okay. um, so like a larger a, lar- a large crowd I think is um, ironically conducive to that mm-hmm. you know it feels more like family though, a lot like, a, but like a, lot of would, a lot of people would a lot of people would classify that like a large group is, as being like you know sort, feeling like a number feeling like you're you're you can't really connect but yeah. I actually I actually enjoy it so now when I like go to like conferences and things I, I like going and being anonymous and, and some of that too is I work for a church so like you know it's it's a different perspective that i have but um yeah i, I prefer a larger a larger, because like if i go to a house church i have to be in the mood to talk to people <laughs> you know yeah. and people people that know me are or begin to know me um are always surprised when i say i'm introverted because like i because i'm a performer and i'm on stage and i'm in right. front of people and you know? i hate when people assume that um yeah. everybody's yeah. like <laughs> everybody's like you're, a, you're an extrovert like, yeah. um when i tell them i'm i'm, in, I'm yeah. an introvert they're shocked by that i think there are
0: more performers that are introverted than me.
1: i think people. so yeah and um so much of what i do is in front of people and and so much of what i do involves other people and communicating with other people that um when i when i excuse me when i when i want to be fed (laughs) (laughs) i like to be alone you know um or or at least have the opportunity to to fly under the radar for a bit Mm -hmm. okay okay
0: so so what i'm hearing is that you're basically saying that you enjoy large churches so you can fly under the radar but still keep that and guard that intimacy that you have with god yeah right Mm -hmm. Um, that's pretty that's pretty cool and ain't nothing wrong with that either Um, like I said I do believe that everyone has a preference as far as you know whether they enjoy large setting or you know small intimate setting and you have that right to do so I don't think necessarily it's a right or wrong answer to that Um, but Shun how about you sir I mean you've experienced both you know and, and what do you prefer you know um
2: I refuse to say preferred, uh, <laughs> I prefer to not prefer, but, uh, I think it's about seasons. So, uh-huh. yeah. uh, it's about seasons and the term or phrase is like grow where you're planted. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, I believe God sends people to churches. He sends you. Right, And it might not be, oh, I fell out of my bed and the Lord said, go down this street and turn here. No, 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 but I do think it should be very intentional, like Wadi said, In their seasons where you are where you are. So <laughs> the season I am in is house church, and it's very intentional in terms of, this is my new lens of what church looks like. Um, I do think there is a wave of moving in that direction. Um, I don't know what the next season of what God is doing holistically for the church, especially in America, will look like, um, but I know this is where we are right now, and that's my preference, and it might change in a year. Um, and I said preferences. So I take that back. You said I yeah. take it back. That's <laughs> this is where I'm at. We all heard it. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I feel like I should be. Um, but I, yeah. I also don't doubt it. And I think God has to really humble and uh, continue to remind me too. I met someone who goes to one of the larger church conglomerates in the area that I will not name. Um, and just hearing her testimony, I was like, God's still using church, period. Right. So I, I don't think, I think the other side is very easy to be like, if you're not a house church, you ain't in the will of God. And right, that's right. that's not how I feel uh, because of God reminding me through people's testimonies and stories, the church is his. It's not mine. Right. And he will use it as he sees fit. Um, I think it's just Really pushing people to have the right mindset about church being a necessity and how we view church holistically. That's the bottom line, uh, David. Don't get me started on you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's all.
0: That's yeah. the bottom line. No, and I, you know, no shade to any of the mega churches or or house churches out there. Like we appreciate all y'all and. Uh, if anything, you guys are all doing amazing work and testimonies, I'm sure, that speak for it. Uh, so yeah, it sounds like you're, you're more adaptable from season to season versus you know, taking sides, right? So, uh, which I can appreciate, cause you know, um, you gangster like that. Um, <laughs> uh, Wadi, how about you say, what do you prefer?
4: I don't know. There's a season <laughs> where I served a very large church and a very small church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually really like the dichotomy. My number one strength is adaptability, at least based on Strength Finders. <laughs> <laughs> so, I enjoy both. Okay. Um, I would say, but like my knee-jerk reaction, if someone were to ask me that, um, seasonally I, I'm kind of digging like churches that aren't cool, yeah, <laughs> just, beca- yeah. just because. Um, but
0: they're corny. No, not at all. <laughs> no, well,
4: um, I don't know. Just they're just random. not they're just not
0: like hip to the trends, right?
4: They're just they just stick to the word
0: and they speak yeah they speak the truth yeah i
4: don't want i don't want you know you know what's trending
0: on TikTok. yeah
4: okay. and maybe it's just from binging like the whole hill song thing that was on mm-hmm. the uh-huh. streaming thing or yeah. like uh i listened to the podcast about mars so, hill mars, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. now if it seems, to be, it seems to be really vanilla <laughs> and like low-key <laughs> metaphorically <laughs> <laughs> you know it kind of gives uh it gives my brain less distraction and it kind of just go cut straight to kind of like the word in the heart of you know, things but you know i'm i like traveling around a bit and just tasting all the types of said like a true musician yeah <laughs> i can be a little transient like that but um no that's what's up that's
0: what's up no it sounds like you appreciate both mm-hmm. so and and um yeah that's cool that's cool yeah i would say that i'm, I'm with you on that I'm, i appreciate both i appreciate the small church um setting because it feels like family. I feel like there's more freedom to ask questions, but I also have to be in the mood for it too. Um, kind of like what Dante was saying, um, and also like I like the large ch- church setting because I agree with you, Dante, in that regard. You know, the the kind of the uh, anonymity. they say it right? Of kind of cool. kinda, uh, whatever. We'll take um, it. <laughs> kind of flying under the radar. You know, to, to attend church to to uh, get equipped. Um And uh, <laughs> and and also being able to um, uh, to feel like I'm amongst family, and uh, as a musician. I feel like people um especially because you know I, I, when I'm playing on stage people know me before I know them and um I feel like it kind of creates that natural attraction to want to say hey like I saw you on stage like I you know and, and they feel like they're family even though I may not know much about them that sense of belonging it means a lot to me um and also understanding that like uh, you know like even the reason why we have One Shot and Bridgeway represented here is because I've attended both, right? Like, I, I love Bridgeway because Bridgeway, I consider Bridgeway one of my home, like, my home church for sure. But then One Shot Church is also like a home church to me because we all grew up together and um, and we all have very deep relationships and they all hold me accountable accountable and I can kick me in my side when, I, when I'm tripping. Um, hmm. So, like, I can appreciate both sides uh, of the court. So to speak, and uh, and say that you know I think they're both vital to the kingdom of God. Period. And I think that as long as we can stay focused on not building numbers, but more so equipping the saint, um, and being able to create that relationship that goes beyond Sunday Sunday morning, um, is what it should get. What church should be about, right? And um, the moment that, that 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 Christ-centered focus is deviated, is where I feel like a lot of churches end up hurting people. Um, and so. Uh, which which you know then those people start deconstructing their faith that's another an episode you should watch you know no. back in the, our first episode of the series but anyways um any final thoughts from anybody else
2: nope yeah i think one thought though is that i do think or i do encourage folks to be consistent and go to a church wherever that may be whatever <laughs> setting that may be yeah. uh to see it as essential and to know when you go to church it's it's not just to receive it's to give as well and i can't give some place that i uh flippantly go or i'm there every now and then. Oh, i go when i feel like it it's like no you're not truly there to give if you're not intentionally going somewhere so i think any believer um is is a part of a living organism and if you're not connected to it then are you something's dying <laughs> so it is that question about just really raising how essential do you see church as being because you got to go somewhere versus people like oh, i'm in between church you know yeah. i'm healing from church whatever it's like no no please go to a church so, and be consistent. so it
0: sounds like it's it's more like, person that's attending church is more like an investment than just a one-off
2: yeah consistency commitment these are words that come with Millennials church. yes <laughs> and that's a whole larger <laughs> thing it's like yeah I, I think we begin to see church as a uh uh if if it's convenient enough i'll i'll be a part of it mm. and i think that's a a huge departure from where from what the church is it's a mm. departure from what the church is
0: hmm well look at that y'all um that's a great great word from shun uh i want to uh thank Shun dante for joining us on the do everything with love podcast a show and i'm sure we'll have you guys on the show again in the near future because uh, i just thought about like three or four more topics <laughs> to bring up i feel like this season is gonna go on it's gonna be a long season y'all uh there's a lot of good stuff to talk about here and she So so uh, hopefully you all have enjoyed this show and this episode of millennial trends in the church on the do everything with love podcast as always we're gonna end it by saying love god love people, and do everything
4: with with love. love. love.